The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to episode 90, season 4, episode 30 of Two Mr. P's in a podcast with me, Mr. P. And the other Mr. P. Welcome back, guys, to what will be our final episode of the season. That's right. This is the last one to wrap it up. And it's got nothing to do with the fact it is episode 90. So it's finishing on a really nice rounded figure. Um, we know most schools are finishing this week or a couple of days into next week. Um, I think we both deserve a little bit of a break, a little bit of a rest, as you know, most of the summer is actually going to be um, working with the book and, and getting that promoted. So we are going to wrap up this season today. It's going to be the last episode. Um, there may well be sort of special chinwags if anything pops up or... Um, you know, we might do a special episode as the book is released. But uh, yeah, we just want to start by saying a massive thank you for all your support this academic year. It's been a tough old slog, but we've pretty we've we've made it. We've made it in one piece, and um, I'm sure everyone's looking forward to a very restful and well deserved summer break. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, I don't know if you can hear. Or you can tell that we are not doing this together. Um, it is just a precaution, really. Uh, Adam's uh, not washed. Wife, <laughs> yeah. I stink. Yeah. Um, my wife is isolating. Uh, so we're just taking extra precautions because I have to say, I've had quite a few messages uh, on Instagram and on Facebook. And just want to give a shout out to any teacher, school staff member whose bubbles popped in the past week or so, you know, it's just a, a massive shame uh, for not only just for the children, but obviously how hard the staff have worked that last week or so yeah. is normally the week where you can really kind of let your hair down and, and have a, have a nice relax. Well, I'll say that it's never, it never is, is it? It's never, it no. never relaxing, but you know what I mean? It's not as stressful. You shouldn't have as much marking and things like that. So if your bubble has popped, and I know that the pod has been helping quite a lot of people uh, who maybe their own kids have had to isolate, so they've had to go off or whatever it may be. We hope that, you know, you're all fit and well and you have a, a mint summer. And thanks for all the support as as, as per. Yeah, and over the weekend, we uh, there was the British Podcast Awards. You will have heard us on recent episodes pleading, begging for your support. And um, we found out we made it into the top 20 like a week before uh, the cutoff date, which we were buzzing with. And then we really did a big push to try and get as many votes as possible. Uh, we didn't end up going to the actual awards ceremony because we had other commitments, but there were people there who were keeping us in the loop. And um, we actually found out we finished in the top 10 of the Listener Choice Award, which is an unbelievable achievement because we're talking about, you know, podcasts that have a huge, you know, they're turning over huge numbers. They're getting millions and millions of listeners. But I think with, with, with ours, what we've got is we've just got a real nice, close-knit, supportive community who will go out of their way to support us with every endeavour 
we we do and everything that we've got planned and we are so grateful and thankful for that so yeah making it into the top 10 is one one big achievement so thank you so much for that and then you might have also seen that we have now revealed the front cover to the book which is going to be out in um august it's pretty much a month away now uh that's mad isn't it that, that's mad that is yeah. mad so um we've had some we've had some <laughs> rather frustrating news as well so you know we've we've got uh, a batch of a thousand copies of the book that will be signed and we went through the process of signing them uh the other week only to be told that a lot of them where we've sat or it's my fault because i let i've put little messages on each one um and a lot or most are outside the printing part so we're going to have to do them all again, <laughs> which Adam is absolutely buzzing with. <laughs> I mean, the, the the thing is, the fact that we have to do it again is is terribly frustrating. But the fact that it was your fault makes me quite happy. So <laughs> you know, it's it's one of them. In it, it's technically like... not my technically not my fault because we weren't told specifically. True, there is no, true. there is no sort of. Uh, you know, she, the, the, the lady who was dealing with it actually said to us that, you know, normally they print a little guide as to where you can sign. That wasn't done. So, you know, yes, it was my fault, but technically it wasn't really my fault. True. But um, I signed it right near where the actual title was because I knew that they'd probably have to trim it. I just, at the end of the day, I use my common sense and, uh, you know, common sense prevails majority of the time. My fault for trying to make it more personal with little messages <laughs> on each one. So we'll see how we get on with that one. But yeah, those uh, signed copies can be ordered now from Waterstones. Um, don't ask me why, why it can't be Amazon. I don't know. We're just going with what the publishers tell us. They're like, we've been able to get a thousand signed copies on Waterstones. So we're like, right, buzzing. So that they're available. You can also get it as an audio book, um, Kindle edition or hardback on Amazon. So that's, that's that. And then you might have also seen, um, that over the weekend, we have announced that the tour is being extended. So we've got a few tour dates in 2021. Um, which will be happening from September, pretty much right the way through till December. Uh, so all the tickets for them are on sale now. However, those, we have now... All the tickets for those. All the tickets for those are available now. And then <laughs> when it, you can't even go anywhere. You don't yes. know the difference between hey, of listen, and have. Listen, I just did you on a them and those. Oh. And at the end of the day... If we're going to go there, see, I'll post... I'll post every WhatsApp, <laughs> every WhatsApp message where you say could of instead of could have. That's my biggest pet peeve with you, bro. Every time could of, well, it's like could, this could well, have. You could have, you could have said something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't want to say anything, but now you've given me no choice by picking me up on. Yeah, but those. the thing is, you don't understand how much I've been corrected on that and how hard I have been trying to make sure them when you're talking about people and those when you're talking about like things, I've worked tirelessly. <laughs> and the fact that I've just picked up you on it, again, makes me feel fantastic. Anyway, right. So 
The shows that we're going to be doing later on this year, tickets are all on sale now. However, we have, um, in conjunction with Phil McIntyre Entertainment's big touring, big, big touring company, have put their faith in the two Mr. P's, and we are able to extend the tour by a further, I think at the minute, 38 shows. Oh, no, is it 38 shows altogether, I think? Um, With possible you know, more shows in the pipeline. So on Wednesday, the 14th of July at 6 p.m., pre-sales will go uh, on sale. So be first to get the best tickets in the house for shows Glasgow, Braintree, Southend, Bury, Basingstoke, Leeds, Exeter, Cardiff, Brighton, Lyme Regis, Winchester, Bath, Bristol, Cambridge, Colchester, Salford, Crawley, Sheffield, Ilkey, Ilkey, Barnard Castle. Let me see if I've just said that right. Let me just check my eyes. Uh, Blackburn, Chorley, Middleton and London. So they're all the shows that we have announced. Tickets for them will go on sale six o'clock Wednesday, the 14th, a limited amount. And then the rest of the tickets will go on sale on Friday. Now, before anyone starts messaging me again, why not doing a show here? Why not doing a show there? Let me break this down to you, right? Theatres, and, and, and places like that have been closed now for pretty much two years. So that's two years worth of shows that have yet to take place alongside all the other shows that would be happening now anyway. So competition for venues, uh, unbelievable. You know, it's, it's really, we've done incredibly well to get those dates in. Now, because it's a new show, and because, you know, we've only ever done sort of a handful of these shows before, you know, a lot of venues aren't willing to take a risk on a brand new show without any sort of numbers or data to show that we, you know, we can sell it out. So what we've been told is if these dates sell well, then other venues will then put more shows on. So I know we've got a venue in Nottingham confirmed now. We are looking at a venue in Birmingham. So we will be doing a Birmingham show at some point. So it's not through a lack of trying. It's not like we've got a map of, because people are sort of messaging, why are you not doing it here? And and it's almost as if we go, oh, we're not going. We're not going there. We're not, <laughs> we're not going Kent. No, that's not, I'd love to come to Kent. I'd love to come to Cornwall. We'd love to do a show in East Midlands. It's not through lack of trying. It's just a case of, you know, finding the right venue on the right date and and the venue wanting to put the show on for us. But, you know, we would absolutely love your support with that. Make a night of it. Get your, your get it shared in the WhatsApp group to mrpspodcast.com forward slash live uh, hyphen show. All the details, venues are there. Tickets, like I say, will go on sale tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, the 14th, pre-sales. Um, fingers crossed they, they sell well. And then obviously all the rest of the f- tickets on Friday and that might hopefully get us more, uh, shows in the pipeline as well. So, uh, yeah, get it shared in your teacher WhatsApp group, get it up on your staff notice board. Who's up for a night out. It's just, you know, it's not my CPD or anything like that. It's just a live show like the podcast. We do different features. We've got s- funny stories. It's just, you know, uh, uh, a nice entertaining humorous night of giggles i sold it well there adam yeah i think you've sold it sold it perfectly and uh you know we've done this show that we are going to be doing um is just going to be you know what we did before covid yeah. obviously with with some kind of my miniature miniature 
alterations, minor alterations. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, it's the the shows that we've done before with every single one, they were just getting better and better and better. And then the last one that we did was so so crisp, so sharp. You know, we're, we're both chomping at the bit. Um, so yeah, don't miss out. We want to we want to see everyone there. Like Lee was saying, we've we've created such an amazing kind of podcast community that you know we want we want to take it as far as we possibly can. So get your tickets, support us like you always do, and uh, we will guarantee to give you a night you won't forget. <laughs> yeah, and then on another note, the other request I've had a lot this week: Are we going to be doing an end of term live episode? Um, unfortunately, no, uh, for a number of reasons. Number one, you know, we felt like we finished that trilogy at Easter. We did the summer one. We did the Christmas one. We did the Easter one. We finished on a high. It was great. We, you know, when, when do you stop it? It's like the office, isn't it? You always wanted the office to do an extra season, but would it have been the same? Sometimes you've got to leave people wanting more. The other reason is that this Saturday would have been our lead show. Now, the reason we did those live episodes was in the height of lockdown. Everyone was stuck in the houses. You know, we wanted to, you know, provide people with a little bit of an escape, something that they could look forward to and enjoy in the company of others virtually, uh, which worked really well. Whereas now, you know, we are sort of coming out the other side of it. Disappointingly, not early enough to do that lead show. But, you know, we only found out that wasn't going to happen a couple of weeks ago. So, um, and it's just really, with even though it's the end of term and it should be nice and chilled, it's not. It's ridiculously. Well, then busy, to be so. fair, though, to be fair, you know, we we loved doing those live episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, I, uh, you could probably tell how much I loved it by how much I drank. <laughs> but, yeah, um, Jameson stock prices have plummeted once they've heard <laughs> that we're not we're not doing it. Uh, but you know, it's like Lee said, it's one of those where you kind of. The, the last one we did, I thought, was probably the best one we've ever done. Yeah. And uh, it's one of those, like, you know, we've got all of these amazing shows coming up. We've got loads of stuff with the book. Um, Obviously, the, you know, everything else that's happening. So we, we, we're going to just take the next couple of weeks, just a bit of family time. Because like I said, or like Lee said, rather, obviously in the, in the mix of the summer where we'd normally be chilling, it will be a lot of uh, promoting, which I'm really, obviously we're both looking forward to. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a no-go this time. But, you know, never say never. Rocky Balboa said he wasn't coming back and then he did Rocky 4, Rocky 5. And well, in, Rocky in the, when, it, when we get locked down again, we'll, we'll do, probably do another one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that, you absolute goat. Hey, listen, I'd, I'd, I, but I, nothing would surprise me anymore with you-know-who. But anyway, so we are, I don't know about you, Adam, but I'm just about starting to get over the disappointment on uh, on Sunday night. You know, last week we were buzzing. We were so excited. <laughs> we managed to get to the final, which in itself was an incredible achievement. Um, I know. Well, I, I kind of want to focus a, a more on on last week before the actual final game, because right. we obviously recorded the app on Tuesday and then it was the semi-final Wednesday and it was just an absolute epic. It was amazing. That Thursday in work for me 
was one of the greatest ever days I've ever had in any job, even in my school days. I was absolutely buzzing. The staff knew I was absolutely buzzing. The children knew I was absolutely buzzing. I went, I went to the spa. I went to the spa to pick myself up some dinner. And while I was there, they brought out loads of bacon and loads of sausages. Yeah. So I thought to myself, do you know what? I'm just going to get loads of bacon and sausage butties and just take them in for the staff. So I got six bacon butties, six sausage butties, all with ketchup, you know, playing the odds. And then took them into work. Everyone was just like, oh, but you're happy. And I was just kind of singing, you know, free lines, everything. Rocked yeah. up like bacon or sausage. They couldn't believe it. They were loving it. And then the best bit was, for the rest of that day, we'd had arranged. It was a bit of a gamble. If England wouldn't have won, it it wouldn't have been as good. But I'd arranged for like a house uh, penalty shootout. Yeah. So got a, got a quite a quite a decent sized football net. Uh, each year group went out. Every year, every uh, person from each year got to take two penalties on me. We got all the kids really excited outside. We were blasting the tunes. Three Lions, Vindaloo. Waka Waka, all of them, you know, the, those big tunes. And then, uh, you know, the staff were loving it. The children were just loving it. The weather was nice. It was just insane. But the funniest thing about it was I went to Sports Direct and bought some goalie gloves because I thought, because this is the kind of, this is the kind of member of staff I am. If I'm going to do something, it needs, it's like my Kenzuki, my famous Kenzuki's display. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to go all out. So I went to Sports Direct. I got some brand new gloves. I kind of wore an England shirt with some trackies and some socks. Proper made myself look like a proper goalkeeper. Anyway, first, first year group came out. And I'm talking to the staff. And I'm saying to the staff, like, look at the size of me in these nets. Like, they're well, not gonna... what nets were they like little five side ones? I'd no the net the nets I'd say uh I'd say they were roughly around about six foot high. Yeah. Or maybe just a little bit lower. And then probably uh, you know, they were quite wide. They were, they were just so, similar to the Sambra in your in your garden, just like little right. training nets. Which for but all the see, listeners you know, will be able to picture. <laughs> but this, standard, this big... yeah, six by four. Yeah, six by four. This big galoo stood in the net. And I mean, I was, you know, I filled the net up. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. I filled, and I was saying to the, to the staff members, I was going, I feel really bad, you know, because I'm not going to let any of them in because it's unfair. I can't just like let a few ones in Take and, no mercy. and then try and save the ones that do. Because obviously there was quite a few pens that I was desperate to save. You know yeah. what I mean? I wasn't I wasn't going to allow anyone a freebie. So I said to the staff, like, I, I feel bad, you know. I was like, I, I don't think anyone is going to be able to score. Like, I just don't think it's going to happen. Anyway, first up was this girl, right? Yeah. He's stage two girl. Doesn't obviously, doesn't really care about football. Never played it when we did it on the playground before COVID. And they've... And I'm giving this, you know, cocky look to the staff and the kids, just kind of like all day, all day. <laughs> Whistle goes. She runs up to the ball and absolutely 
pings it straight past me <laughs> into the top corner and then put a finger to a lips. And I mean, obviously the crowd went wild. The staff was screaming, laughing. I was just shocked. Yeah. And it turned out that I just, I'm not a great goalkeeper. <laughs> I, <laughs> quite a lot of the kids <laughs> scored. And then, um, but I mean, what, you know, what an atmosphere. And then I, I was obviously, as you know, I was in London at the weekend. for. A you need to get, time. you need to get that Italian player on the back of your shirt, immobile, but it can just be immobile for you. <laughs> nice. Nicely done. Nicely done. Um, yeah. And then obviously I was in, I was in London this weekend at a close friend's wedding. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was heartbreaking scenes. I mean, what's annoyed me even more. I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely wounded about the game. Let's just get yeah. that straight. I know you were saying you're just about over it. I'm nowhere near over it. I, I am absolutely distraught, but you know, the, the stuff that's happened after it with, yeah. the, with the horrendous racist abuse to the, to the three England lads. Yeah. And, the, the awful behaviour of some of the fans trying to get in without tickets and stuff. It's no surprise that the rest of the world are always wanting England to lose. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it, and what annoys me is, I, you don't really, you know, like, like us, for example, we put our England shirts on with our kids, with our dad. We get together, we watch the game, we have a drink, we have a laugh, and, it, and it's just an amazing atmosphere. Yeah. And you think why why are people so bothered? But then when when you see just the absolute just absolute gimps yeah. doing what they're doing, it just the players don't deserve that. No. And I think a lot of the country don't deserve that. And and they've ruined it. They've ruined it because what a summer. What a few this, weeks. This is, That's what this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, but this but this is it. I mean I I am actually very animated about this. I rarely kind of let myself get dragged in stuff. I'm just a bit like, well, but but it's such a disgrace, and it's yeah. such a, it's just such a a sour end to what was. I mean, these last few weeks, you know, even when we've been talking on the pod, it's just been a very nice build. The games have been coming. The weather's been all right. You know, everyone's been excited. You kind of were allowed to watch it with a few people and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I know so many people, even people who I work with, who do not give a flying about football. We're into it. And yeah. I feel like after the year and a half we've had, the England team, Southgate and the boys, really got us together. And I, and, and and the problem is, the minority, which it is a minority, yeah, just, just ruin it. Because they're a bunch of goddamn tosters. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, incredibly disappointed. I mean, yeah, it has it has marred it all. But I, I mean, I want to start just with a positive because I know it it's still sort of raw and it's still disappointing now. But I think we'll look back on the last few weeks once once you know a little bit of time passes, and I could not be more proud of that England football team and what they've been able to do in this country over the past. You know, I know there's some people who don't care. But for so many, it just gave us something. I mean, we live in a society now that is constantly just trying to split, divide and conquer. 
you know, you've got a media who are more bothered about clicks and, and views than truth and integrity. We've got politicians who are more bothered about lining their own pockets than supporting the people they serve. You know, we're sort of conditioned in this social media, media-rich world to just feel inadequate, feel unhappy, feel depressed, and and seemingly always having someone else to blame for that. Always have someone else who we can blame. And teachers know this, how we've now got to wear more hats than ever before. And we're very rarely just teachers anymore. We've got to be social workers, we've got to be parents and all that. And we're all sort of living in these little echo chambers on whatever subject it is, whether it's politics, whether it's your football team, usually vaccines. And then whenever there's someone who disagrees, you you can't have any empathy or any understanding. It's just disagree, dislike, even hate anyone who disagree, you know, and it's just so rare to find something that manages to bring everyone together. And you've seen it like at the beginning of the pandemic, when we were clapping on a Thursday night, when we were going out of our way to, you know, help each other and, and, and all that sort of stuff. But obviously, the longer the pandemic's continued, it, it's become more divided again on, on certain things, mask wearing, all that sort of stuff. Now, what this young England team have, and, and firstly, what an unbelievable set of role models you know they're not just footballers they're just so much more than that they're so socially aware of themselves and the world we live in and you know I think one thing that doesn't get talked about enough is it's very easy it'd be very easy as a professional footballer to just be incredibly selfish and we've seen that with past generation you know it's still there now there's a lot of footballers like that but this particular group and and in some way you know if you are going to be incredibly selfish as a footballer, I don't blame you. The level of sacrifice you have to go through to get to that elite level, it's very rarely recognized and appreciated. You know, talent will only ever get you so far, but it's the hard work, the dedication and the sacrifice that gets you to that elite level. So I can understand why people would then want to keep everything to themselves. I've earned this, but to use that position to help other people, is so admirable to say the the very, very least. And, you know, you think of everything that Rashford has done uh, to help with the free school meals, Sancho building football pitches in London, Sterling, everything he's done to speak out against racism, Henderson, you know, they've done some incredible stuff. And just the fact that they've been able to put all the allegiances aside and come together as a team has just been amazing. And we've never had that with an England team, really. You know, Rio... Lampard always talk about how those, you know, uh, rivalries and divide yeah. is there. Um, so I think for the, that's sorry, some... I, I think for the children as well. Like, yeah. you know, we were young. It was France '98 and and Euro '96 and stuff. And don't get me wrong; they were amazing at the time. But this, like you said, this feels different because the players, I mean, you've seen like that video of Mason Mount going over to that little girl and yeah, giving, yeah. giving her his shirt. There's a video at the minute of Jack Grealish. I mean, Jack Grealish after losing the final and arguably he should be one of the more frustrated ones due to, due to the fact that he came on quite late and everyone yeah. was pr- praying that he came on earlier, but he went and found the young lad in the stand, took a picture of him, gave him his boots. I couldn't agree more. And, and, it, and you see it in school, like over the past couple of weeks, that I feel like the atmosphere in school has just been such a great place to be. Now, it's, I'm not saying it's never, you know, it's, it's always a nice place to be, but there's just been that extra buzz and that yeah. extra little bit of like, 
like you say, togetherness and 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 you know, I, I'm I'm with you that everything that you said there was absolutely yeah. bang on. I mean, just the way they performed is inspiring in itself. But it's that providing that common thing that we can all believe in. And it's escapism. The current situation we're all in, it's crap. We're all going through so many difficult difficulties. Over the past few weeks, they've given everyone a little bit of belief in something. And bring and when you see the fan, the videos of the fans celebrating in the right way, you know, in the fan parks, and they're all jumping up, the joy, the unity, the love and belief in the team has been such a wonderful experience to to have over these past weeks. So, you know, the trophy didn't come home, but I've, it almost feels like football did because of the way it's united everyone. And don't get me wrong, football has a lot of problems, which I'll come on to in a second. But there are so many beautiful things about the game. And, you know, this team really personified the the beautiful side of the games and so many things that we can you know build on I've used it as a stimulus in lessons over the past few weeks which has got some amazing work out of the the kids so while you know the actual result itself still disappointing you know we'll look back and with so many fun precious memories and you know the, everyone involved in the England team d- deserves so much respect and appreciation for what they've been able to do for majority of people in the current situation we're in. Um, but like I say, unfortunately, it has been marred by the, you know, disgusting and vile racial abuse towards uh, some of the players, which I'm always shocked by, but not surprised. You know, we still have real problems in this country with racism. We do. And we all need to do more. Um, and it starts at the top, you know, the politicians, who pick and choose when to back the players, like Pretty Patel. You know, Tyro Mings absolutely destroyed it. You can't... T- a few weeks ago, you can't say it's okay to boo the players taking a knee and then try and support the players when it what you've said is okay to boo actually happens. It's ridiculous. Same with, same with Boris. You know, the social media platforms need to do more. It's just not good enough. It makes it, you know, I could put a video on Facebook and literally within a minute, if something in that video, music, a little bit, you know, it's it's copyrighted, they ping it straight away and block it. So if they've got algorithms that can do that, you're telling me they can't get algorithms to pick out nasty, hurtful, vile, racist comment. You, you know, it's it's a choice they're making social media to not do more. And that's it's got to change. That has got to change because, you know, why can't we have um, some sort of verification process? If you're going to be on social media, you need to do it in a way where you prove you are a real person. You can't be cowardly and hide behind these anonymous accounts. You've got to be willing to take ownership of how you conduct yourself online. Again, it's not that difficult to do, but that's how we can start putting a stop to the, I know you're saying it's the minority, but even the minority, it shouldn't be happening in this day and oh, age. No. That, that should just not be happening. And, um, you know, so that that needs to change. And I think as educators, we need to do more. No one is born a racist. No one's, it's a learned behavior. And we've got, we've got to embed so much more in our curriculum to, to be anti-racist. We, re- we really do. And I think, you know, we, <laughs> we spend two weeks on Roman numerals. We spend however long on past progressive tense. We need to be spending more time teaching 
anti how to be anti-racist because it's just it's just not we've all got a role role to play here we've all got to be doing more and I think you know to be fair at primary level that's all I ever know and I'm sure it happens in secondary I think we do a good job of teaching tolerance and understanding you know I'm not saying we're not doing it at all I think we do a decent job the trick we're missing is the education around online behavior because that's where it's happening it's all online and we have this weird mentality where we think when we post stuff online it's okay because I can hide behind a fake profile. I can be a coward. I can be, I can do it in a snide little cowardly way. And that is just ridiculous. We've you know, it's a weird mentality we have and we've got to be teaching children from a very, very young age that their words hurt. They've got to take ownership of their words. And we've got to teach that compassion and empathy towards other people, even though we might not be in the same room as them. If I'm going to say that about a person, I've got to understand the impact those words can have and take ownership of it. So, you know, it's it's disappointing to say the very least. And 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 here's the thing: I have no doubt that those England players will will bounce back bigger and better because, like I said, they're just the courage and the strength they show. They, you know, the the, the role models, amazing role models. Um, but yeah, we've I think we've all got to do more to just try and stop, even if it is the minority. Even if you know, if it's one person, that's one person too many uh, when it comes to racism. I literally agree with absolutely everything you said, but just to end, I think it's three lines 98 starts off with we still believe, (laughs) yeah, we still believe, and I, I firmly, firmly still believe in these boys, and 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 yeah, it's uh. You know, all the absolute tools, you know, can... They're not fans. Do... They're not fans. They're not they're fans. They're, they're absolute fans. idiots. They're just... No one, like Harry Kane came out and said, you're not our fans. He, like, at the end of the day, I agree with everything that you've said there. And, and, and you know, this will be remembered. Obviously, it, it has been a disappointing end due to the, the fools. But, you know, the, the, the joy, like you said, the joy that they've given us. I mean, the times with our dad... And stuff which you, you know, you, you kind of, we've had so many tournaments with like watching it with dad and obviously granddad when he was here. I feel like you do kind of take it for granted because you're just a bit like, oh yeah, every four years or every two years with the Euros or a World Cup. But like obviously, as as, as, as you're getting older and you've got your own family and, and, and dad's getting older and stuff, they, they become more, they become more special. The moments, the goals, yeah. the, 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 the situation. So, you know, I hope everyone is getting over it. I hope everyone has had an amazing time watching the Euros. And, uh, yeah, we still believe. (laughs) So, changing the subject now. Been very serious start to the episode. But, uh, you know, we've got that platform. If we've got something to say, we will say it. And um, on Thursday... On Thursday when I was in school, I was asked, now it's been a while, but I was asked to do the puberty talk with year five boys, right? Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> and it was it was interesting to say the very, <laughs> very least, because obviously I've not taught year five for a while. Um, and so I'm asking the teacher, you know, how far do I take it? How far do I go with the, with the content? Now, luckily... Still got it in here, yeah. Luckily, obviously, no, my wait, boys just stop, stop there. You were right away from the mic. You all need right, to, 
Just go back to um, just go back to just before you you would when you said what? How far do I go? All right, so you know how far. So I was asking the teacher how far do I go, um, because it's just been far too long since I've had to to cover it, and I've talked, you know, I've shared stories on the podcast before about kids passing out in front of me when we when we mentioned certain things. Now, luckily, Claire, my wife, has uh, already thought ahead because our kids, the triplets, are in year five as well, so they're getting to that age where we're going to have to have those discussions. So they have bought. So Claire's bought uh, two books, What's Happening to Me for Boys, and then there's one for Girls. Um, So I had that by my side, and there's some interesting chapters in this um, book. It's a great book, by the way, but there are some interesting, and and this is where I was a bit like, how far do I go? Um, Now, (laughs) I've just opened it on a page. And up here, you're used to your penis hanging down, but sometimes it gets hard and points up and away from your body. This is called an erection. <laughs> I didn't cover that, but I think my favorite, um, my favorite, where is it? My favorite title or chapter title is this one, Getting Smeggy. <laughs> <laughs> now, again, luckily, I am... Um, I didn't read that. I didn't share that to the children. I felt that was probably a little bit too far. If you have a foreskin, you'll find that you can roll it back. But what was funny was... Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, am I getting confused here? What does getting smeggy mean? Nah, 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 nah. Getting smeggy with it. It's... um, it's. Well, I'll read it to you. So um, you'll find that you can roll it back further as you get older. Once it is loose enough for you to expose your whole glands, you will see that you've started making smegma. This is a natural and healthy lubricant that all boys' penises make every day, even if they're circumcised. If you have a foreskin, the smegma may build up underneath into white little flakes, which smell bad. You need to wash these flakes away every day or two. Oh, so he's talking about bell cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't you say that? (laughs) <laughs> but what was funny like obviously i'm reading this to some of the uh some of the staff before i have to do it and uh what was one of the um wait wait did you go did you go dr evil because it sounded a bit dr evil a build up of smegma <laughs> <laughs> i didn't share that but my favorite bit was um and i was trying to make it you know i getting the kids to share what they know and you know address any sort of misconceptions so i got to a point where it was like right so We've been through all the, the changes boys, you boys will go through. Um, and I've got to talk to you about, you know, the changes girls go through. Now, I had a TA there. I had a female TA at the back of the room. And so I'm saying, so can anyone tell me what what is different? What the girls go through that is different to, to boys? And you could see on the faces they all wanted to say it, but none of them did. And then one child just put their hands up and went, they get big watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> so i was like um yeah i think you mean breasts yes they will grow breasts and then one of them was like so miss p what what is a period then and i was like oh dear lord oh, so i was God. like yeah I, I again went to the uh went to the book and i'm like sort of trying to read it from the book at the same time sort of looking at that ta female ta sort of panting and sort of sweating as i just feel completely out of out of you know, it's not my area of expertise as it was. And um, 
I made an absolute error because I said, you know, uh, when women do have periods, they can get, uh, you know, stomach cramps, they can get a lot of stomach ache, and then they might find themselves being, you know, and then, do you know, when the word just goes out your head and you're thinking, what am I trying to say here? You know, it, and <laughs> I'm looking at the TA and I could see it on her face where she's going, don't you say it, don't you dare say it. And I went, you know as if to say moody because i just couldn't think of the word yeah. and then she went luckily she saved the day she went emotional i was like that's it they might find themselves getting a little bit more emotional because of all the hormones going on uh and, I, and afterwards she went you were gonna say moody then weren't you i was like no not at you, all absolutely you not you could have found yourself on the sad side there by that <laughs> you'd have hooked out yeah you know they might be Give you a right tough time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we were joking because one of the parents had made a request about, you know, doing it as a mixed thing to make sure the boys hear the same message. And then I said to the teacher, like joking, I was like, oh, don't, don't worry, I've covered everything that happens with female. I've told the boys that, you know, every every month or so, women just turn into these, <laughs> you know, turn into these yeah. nightmares. And no, and she was like, you didn't, did you? I was like, are you joking? She, I, I think she actually thought I was being serious for a second, but I was just winding her up. But yeah, it's just, no matter how many times I've done it, and I've done it a new, numerous times now, it never gets easier and it never gets less awkward does it? But I think that leads us nicely into our first feature of the episode. But we'll just get a quick word, uh, take a quick break, should I say, and then we'll play. Oh, no, we can't play a jingle because we've not got one yet, have we? It's the new feature about innuendos. Hello, I'm Justin. And I'm Lucy. And together we are the hosts of Plenty Questions. It's a very straightforward general knowledge quiz. We ask you 20 questions, one after the other, five second gap in between, and you shout the answers out. And then you tweet us to let us know how you've got on. See if you can get 20 out of 20. No one has so far, but that's because we haven't started doing it yet. Mm, But we will. Uh, And there's also going to be some fiendish brain teasers, so join us for Plenty Plenty Questions. Now, before we do get into the accidental innuendo, uh, which we are going to do a cracking uh, jingle for, I just wanted to give a shout out to Taz Fowler or Tara Fowler, uh, because on the 9th of July, 2020, uh, which was height, wasn't it? It was, you know, it was a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. she said, possible new feature, accidental innuendo. And then um, she's put like, uh, I'm forever saying them, keeps Mattia in stitches. Example, uh, teacher, can you pass me that one, please? TA, which one? Uh, teacher, the one with the long shaft. <laughs> um, I like the hard ones comparing whiteboard <laughs> pens. Um, <laughs> it's just remind me of one that my parallel teacher said to me once. She said, I want your hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Sorry, I'll have to just give you my floppy disk. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that post, but fair play. I mean, I put a post up on my Instagram and Facebook, and as always, you guys did not disappoint. Uh, I can't share all of them, but I'll give you a few. So um, so these are all things you say 
or things you have said as a teacher that put in a different context outside of the classroom environment would sound dodgy to say the very least. So sit back, Adam, enjoy these. First one, my colleague once had a child with the surname Bates, right? As in Norman Bates, but obviously not uh, psycho. One day she was releasing all the children at the end of the day, calling them out by name, and she saw their parents and decided on this occasion to shout, Master Bates! (laughs) Instead of his first name. (laughs) That is outrageous. <laughs> In front of all the parents as well. Right. Next one. First of all, I should point out that I teach the violin. I said to a student, <laughs> you need to find a better fingering. The one you're using isn't practical or achieving much of the result. <laughs> Heard that before. While rehearsing songs for our year six production this month, what in those with solos to stand and sing? I managed to say, stand up if you've got bits. Also this month, during a lesson on ambitious vocabulary, I told my year sixes, listen, there's no point whipping it out if you're not going to do anything with it. <laughs> uh, doing a practical slash whole model edition with year one with hoops and tennis balls. How many balls do I need to put in my hole? <laughs> Oh, I mean, they're they're ones you hear every day. Yeah, there's so many balls ones. Anything to do with PE and grabbing your balls or whatever. Cue my LSA crying with laughter, stuffing tissues in her mouth and me having to go and stand in the cupboard laughing hysterically. Um, Sorry, did it say my TA shoving tissues in her mouth? (laughs) Yes. I've never known. I've never known anyone stop themselves laughing. By filling the mouth with tissue. <laughs> You've not spilled a drink. <laughs> I do a music therapy project called Good Vibrations with a group of eight kids. Each week, I go to collect them from their class. One particular week, they were outside doing PE and it was hard to get their attention. One helpful child with a very loud voice yelled, Oi, you lot, it's time for your Good Vibrators lesson. <laughs> That'd be a cracking Beach Boys remix, wouldn't it? Good, 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 good vibrators. vibrators. <laughs> buzz, 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 good vibrators. What about this one? When teaching probability, I said, what's the probability of getting head? <laughs> <laughs> to which another child responded, uh, uh, him, miss, zero. This is secondary school. After that, we always talked about flipping, not tossing, and probability of tails, not heads. You know, as long as you're learning about this one. Whatever you do, don't lick your flaps. (laughs) Our year six had just written letters to their future selves and put their envelopes in their yearbooks. (laughs) I think they're my favorite, the ones that are like, you don't realize and it's just obviously uh, basically telling the year sixes to not lick their envelope but it's right there in front of you don't lick your flaps it's <laughs> dream stuff it's whatever you do <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't have <even> tried <laughs> <laughs> looking for last one looking for a pair of claves and not remembering their name uh has anyone seen my knockers <laughs> <laughs> 
Brilliant. We'll come back to them later on. We'll come back to them in a, a future episode. So those. let's um, we'll let's now go on to we'll back to those. That's what I said. You said them. <laughs> oh, whatever. Um, right. So I've got some O's to share with you. So let's play the jingle for that. Oh, what a nose. When you really make a terrible shout And you don't know what you're talking about Everyone remembers what I know Okay, so the first O this week is, again, um, more of a innuendo, but we'll go with it. Myself and another TA were covering the class whilst the teacher had a meeting. He left us with the instructions to make finger puppets with the class. We showed them step by step and everything was going well until we got to the final instruction, which said, open flaps and insert fingers. (laughs) (laughs) I swear he did it on purpose. Uh, right. What about this one? So when I was in primary school, there was a scandal. The head mis- the headmaster, let's call him Mr. Jones, had an affair with my teacher. This led him to leaving his wife of 20 years and remarrying the younger, beautiful teacher. I still remember my mum and her friends gossiping about it in the playground. Fast forward a few years in university far from home. I was placed at a school during my initial teacher training. Whilst talking to a member of staff, she detected my Welsh accent and asked where I was from. I mentioned where I was from, and the lady mentioned that she knew a lot of teachers from my primary school, Small World. In my nervous first day state of mind, I then went on to talk about my favorite teacher, Mrs. Jones. I mentioned how helpful, supportive, and amazing she was. The lady who I was talking to had a strange look upon her face. Then it dawned on me. If she knows about the scandal, she might not know which Mrs. Jones I was referring to, the ex-wife or younger model. To clarify, (laughs) I clearly stated, I'm on about the new Mrs. Jones, the younger one, to which the lady replied, I know which one you are referring to because I'm the old Mrs. Jones. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Me and... Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Jones. Um, Mrs. Jones. I have to I have to just quickly read this out only because I was trying to get something ready for the next feature just really slyly. And I just quickly clicked on uh to the Facebook group and uh Michelle has just written two children having a discussion on teams about the England v Italy final. This was what was written in the thread. Child A. I am gutted England lost, but they played really well. Child B. Yeah, fancy losing on penis. <laughs> Child A. Think you need to check your spelling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought last F in it. I wanted to get that in there. <laughs> What about this one? So was writing on the board after telling the class for making so much noise. Told the class I didn't want to hear a sound from them until their date and title was in their book. A girl came up behind me and started touching my back. Furiously, I turned around and asked her why she was out of her seat as she could not have possibly done the date and title in that time. She hand signaled me to come closer. 
pre-COVID and whispered in my ear, Miss, your red bra's on show. Your buttons on the back of your top have come undone. That's why they're all laughing. I'm trying to help you. (laughs) (laughs) What a a little doll. Well, she said that girl has has ever since been an absolute ledge in my eyes. That's quality, that. I absolutely love that. Right, and then I've got one last one. One last O before we move on. Hey, Mr. Pease, before I jump in with my massive O, I'd like to thank you both for the podcast. I started listening a few weeks ago from the beginning and currently on episode 54. You have no idea how much I need it. I'm on maternity leave with my second child that has colic. Needless to say, it's been a struggle. I went through the same with my first child and really struggled with postnatal depression. I honestly think listening to you guys keeps my spirits up and is what has kept the PND at bay this time. I can't thank you enough. Although I do get some funny looks walking back from the school run, laughing to myself. What a lovely message to receive. So on to my massive O. It was a glorious Wednesday night. Both children soundly asleep. Some sort of witchcraft happened. So I settled down to watch England in the semi-final. As I'm sure everyone remembers, it was a tense, tension-building game. The whistle blew for half-time. It was time to take a few calming breaths. As I nervously walked up and down the kitchen, I thought I'd send a cheeky message to a couple of friends in our group chat. The message was, off for a nervous poo before the second half. (laughs) It was either down to nerves, sleep deprivation, or baby brain, that I didn't double check which group I'd sent it to. Yes, you guessed it. I sent it to the school WhatsApp group that includes all 58 members of staff. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't until my phone madly danced on the worktop that I'd realized what I'd done. Luckily, my school is full of crazy staff and they found it hilarious. Oh, what a no. That is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's it's such a no, and it's great. <laughs> it's, it's nothing that could like you, she wouldn't have been fearing for a job, but pure embarrassment. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's funny. Um, right, what feature do you want to do next, Adam? Yeah, I've got some some disgustings to line us up. Right. Okay. Let's play the jingle. Oh my god, that's disgusting! Oh, proper disgusting! Well, with some money, yes. I, I, I've started to get a real soft spot for a disgusting feature because I feel like it's the majority of stuff that happens in a disgusting feature is lower down in it. Yeah, and I feel like if it, I know it, it might knock people a little bit sick. It might be like making people like. Ugh. But I also think it will be giving EYFS the credit that they so so dearly deserve. <laughs> um, so here we go. A child pulled out the most huge bogey as I was reading a story <laughs> to the whole four-form entry junior school as an NQT. He then looked at it carefully and slowly wiped it down his tongue and ate it. Oh. I nearly threw up in front of nearly 500 children. <laughs> I just wouldn't have looked at the kid. No. Like, if she got 500 kids there, 
and you see one kid pulling out a Russell Crowe, just be like, right, I'm moving on from you. No, yeah, but, you don't but stare at him. you got to see where he's going with it. You've got to, you're transfixed. You've got to know no, what true, he's going to do with it. Yes, it's true... disgusting, but you got you got to see how it pans out. Being a true school staff member, you know that there's a chance that he's going to put it on someone. Exactly. So you're always, you're always, yeah, you're right there. No, I take that back. Um, <laughs> a year 10 boy, so a little bit older here. So apologies, EYFS. <laughs> a year 10 boy cut off his pubic hair and threw it around the class. It still scars. How did, he, think, how did he distribute it? Was it like fairy dust, like Tinkerbell? Or like pubic hair bay, just <laughs> off his elbow? Or like, um, you know, like flower girls at a wedding just walking around, just throwing him like... <laughs> <laughs> Here come the pube! <laughs> um, well, at least, at the end of the day, the only advice I give back to that is, it could be worse. It could be dishing out smegma. <laughs> No, no. Um, a child vomited whole slices of ham on the carpet. <laughs> I didn't know my old my old teacher was on Facebook. <laughs> like at the deli, at like the deli counter at Sainsbury's. Yeah. Can I have that one, please? How many slices? Five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no need for the slicer. <laughs> I love those slices. Yeah. Um, disgusting smell turned out to be child's water bottle that had been missing for several weeks. Water bottle had been filled with milk, now rancid. Upon finding it, child immediately began drinking from it. No. The child gagged. I gagged. The class gagged. Vomit <laughs> everywhere. How grim. My cat family guy scene where they all just chuck yeah. up on each And then this last one to finish us off, and the last one of season four is what I like to call a disgusting doozy. Here we go. A boy wearing shorts sitting cross-legged on the carpet had explosive diarrhea <laughs> that sh- That shot out of his legs. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so let me go. Let me go again. A boy wearing shorts sitting cross-legged on the carpet had explosive diarrhea that shot out of his legs of his shorts <laughs> and all across the carpet. Poor <laughs> oh. lad. Oh. Who was it who had that song? Was it Ellie Golding? Explosion. I just keep thinking about they would have just been like such like a couple of horrified children if it went anywhere near them. Oh, I feel God. like a staff member there and you sat down or whatever. Yeah. And then a kid just goes like bang. And then suddenly <laughs> it just flies out of his shorts. Oh my days. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Um, I've got another. Well, this wasn't sent in as a disgusting story, but I think it's uh, it's definitely in the category, but a little bit. Yeah. Away from the poo and stuff and sick. 
After an amazing trip with my year fives to Harry Potter tours, we were all overtired on the coach heading back up the M1. One of the volunteers drew my attention to a pair of boys making gestures. When quizzed, they, point out, they pointed out of the window and said they were copying the driver of the white van next to us. What was the driver doing? Well, let's just say he obviously found the middle lane of the M1 very enjoyable. What followed was a quick closure of curtains, hilarious conversation with the police and awkward conversations with parents when we got back to school. <laughs> he, was having a, he was having a ham shank. Well, that's what I'm inferring from that, yeah. <laughs> and Tommy tanking his, with his engine. Well, while he's Bye. driving middle lane as well. <laughs> that is insane. Um, I completely forgot, by the way. I have to I have to tell you this one, but I don't what feature we're going into now because this well, is I think when it we, well, I was gonna do confessions next. So oh, I've nice. got another story that I want to share, which nice. is well, pretty funny. So if it's if just another story, just go just, for it. Yeah, it's it, well, it's a bit of a burn, but we don't need to play the feature. But it's right. a burn. Yeah. So Sarah, right, messaged me this on Insta. While teaching poetry to his <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, do you know when like, you know, when we constantly get sent stories yeah, and you think to yourself like, you know, cause I don't read really quickly. So I'm kind of like, you know, reading on and reading <laughs> on this, this, the ending of this story, you would not be able to guess as in the burn that comes. Yeah. While teaching poetry to a year 10 boys class, I was trying to explain how skin became thinner as the person got older. To demonstrate my point, I compared the skin on the back of my mature hand to one of their hands. The boy replied, yeah, you're right, miss. Your skin is like a ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that took me something rotten. <laughs> right. <laughs> this one. <laughs> we have a bald-headed te- We have a bald-headed teacher in school, not a bald head teacher. A bald-headed teacher in school who was sitting at a table. A student walked past with a pencil in hand and casually stops behind the teacher and bounces the pencil on the teacher's head. <laughs> you know, like plays drums on the back of the teacher's head as though it's a normal thing to do. <laughs> when asked, why did you do it? The student replied, well, cause his head was shiny. <laughs> I'm glad he wasn't in the poetry lesson or I right? he would have been. Yeah, sir. Your head looks like a ball sack. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. Okay. So we know we love, we love the juicy confessions. And I think we'll finish this season. We'll finish this episode with a couple of juicy confessions. So let's play the jingle first. 
Teacher confessions, man, I'm thrilled and I don't know what to do. I guess I gotta tell Mr. P's my confession. If I'm gonna tell it, then I gotta tell it out. Damn near cried when I sent that email. I'm so thrilled, I don't know what to do to tell Mr. P's my confession. You want juice? I'm gonna give you juice. Um, right, this is a cringe story of why dating someone at work isn't always the best. In my first school, there was a group of younger teachers who were all close and had a good laugh. In this group was a teacher that I really fancied and through the group was told he liked me too. We started texting and flirting with each other and it was all going the right way. It came to the first Christmas due and me and this teacher went together as a couple for the first time. We didn't intend the Christmas due to be our first date. We were only seeing each other at this stage and due to the ridiculous workload we were subjected to at the school, hadn't gone out together. He got wasted, threw up all over himself and passed out. One of the other male teachers helped me get him in a taxi back to his place where we wrestled him into bed, did the usual glass of water. After finishing the drink, he briefly woke up and said, I love you, bitch. (laughs) He then tried a high five, missed, and fell asleep with my hand still in the air. The other teacher and I helped ourselves to a drink downstairs, and one thing led to another. We promised not to say a word to anyone. The drunk teacher was mortified and begged for another chance. I decided to give it another go and consequently ended up living for two years in the house, harboring the secret of what happened on our first date. We have since broken up and I've moved to another school, but I thought it was a confession you'd both enjoy. So, so wait, she, she didn't go into too many deets there, did she? Not are we really. Saying that, are we saying that she went the whole way with this other dude? Well, she said things happened. She said things <laughs> happened. We did, we did some things, man. <laughs> some things. Right, let's see if this one beats it. During my teacher training, I worked in a school where there was a teacher I really, really fancied. We hit it off and texted often. I was really enjoying my training at this school, though one teacher seemed to dislike me. She would glare at me if she saw me talking to the fit teacher, but I kept out of her way. Let's call her Miss Glary. Okay. (laughs) And got on with the job. One drunken night out with the girls, I text said fit teacher who invited me back to his. I go and spend the night. It was dot, 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 all right. (laughs) With a laughing face emoji, which means it was a letdown. I'm taking that as it, it was all right. Anyway, when I woke up and looked around, I noticed a lot of photos on the bedroom wall. Fit teacher is in none of it, is, is not in any of them, but Miss Glary from school is in all of them. Turns out he house shared with her and we were in her bedroom as she was away, and he thought it would be more exciting. I spent the next half an hour shouting at him while stripping the bed and trying to use a washing machine to wash the sheets. I finished my training, then got a job at the school. Turns out they were actually seeing each other the whole time. She never found out, and I stayed away from him, but loved the school, so wasn't going to give that up. Right. Let me just pick that confession apart ever so slightly. Yeah. When when she claimed that it was all right, it must have been more than 
all right if she's worried about the sheets. <laughs> I mean, what what the hell was on the sheets? Did Fit Teacher have some El Skidadors that he didn't let her know about? <laughs> because I swear to God, like <laughs> I would that would not be my first protocol. Yeah, I'd just be like, oh, why do you not tell me? And yeah, but it's, leave. it smells in it. It smells. You, you've got to, you've got to get rid of the sheets. Well, your smells of smegma. <laughs> yours do yours do right do you want another one do i do you want another one i've got i've got a few uh right okay i'll do this one so twice we've had local sporting celebrities visit in our school to inspire and motivate the children and twice i've hooked up with them later that night what yeah well they say local sporting celebrities let me bring, bring this down to you because the first one was a minor celebrity, a local snooker player. <laughs> now, I'm not sure we can constitute that as a celebrity. <laughs> You've just had a snooker player come in. Um, the first was a minor celebrity, uh, a local snooker player who came to talk how being partially deaf hadn't held him back in life and how he'd won something. Can't remember what. Anyway, we chatted a bit in school and later that night I happened to bump into him in a local nightclub. We had a wee chat and a wee dance and a wee kiss or two. He invited me back to his home, but I said no, as I'm not that kind of girl. <laughs> a, while, <laughs> a while later, we had a squad of local sporting heroes come to do a fitness day. Cue the local boxing hero and the young single teacher to get together. He asked for my number after the fitness session and we went on a date for a few months. After that, we stopped getting minor celebrities at school. Not sure why. <laughs> Should not name the boxer. I mean, local boxing hero. I mean, would we know a local boxing hero? Yeah, I think so. I, I rate, I've got decent boxing knowledge. I just, I can't stop laughing <laughs> at um, bumping into that snooker player in the club. Like, he, was he, he must have been in a waistcoat. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Bow tie. <laughs> must have been in a way throwing so. shapes to big break it's only a game <laughs> maybe it was John Virgo <laughs> John Virgo yeah uh, just uh. potting holes for fun <laughs> <laughs> nice. right last one last one yes I just love the fact that she's she, we've had two sporting celebrities <laughs> define celebrity but anyway, right. I have a juicy confession for you and hope that no one involved recognizes this story and listens to your podcast. Oh, I hope they do. I hope they do. <laughs> Here we go. This happened in my NQT year many years ago. I got my first teaching job as a nursery teacher at a school where there was another NQT who taught in the juniors. We will call him Simon, not his real name. Let's just say that we hit off quite quickly and there was loads of sexual chemistry between us. But unfortunately, he had a girlfriend who he lived with. We did get on really well as friends and soon started socialising with some of the younger members of staff. And we were often found hitting the bars and clubs after a long week at work. This must have been many years ago. If you've got the energy to go to yeah. the club. His girlfriend and other friends of his and mine soon started coming out with us as well as the youngish 50-ish head teacher as the quite youngish 
50-ish head teacher. He was quite cool and had a much younger partner, so I like to think he was down with the kids. At one drunken Xmas work do, Simon and I had a drunken snog. And after that, we started to meet up for a quick drink on our own on the way home from work. So as we became closer, he and his girlfriend started to drift apart and we had to keep our fling secret at work. So we used to sneak around to find somewhere to have a snog. In fact, it says to have a song, but I'm assuming that's snog. <laughs> I'm assuming that's that's a typo tell me there. More, tell me more. Like, yeah, does not... he have a class? <laughs> they're not going round to just sing a song to each other. Maria, <laughs> West High Story. Yeah, it must be. It must be snog. Finally, I got a text from him one evening to say that he had ended it with his girlfriend and that we could finally be together. So in the summer summer term, we became a couple at school, which obviously the kids thought was hilarious. For our end of summer night out, we all went to our local pub and got rather drunk. And then the head teacher said that we could all go back to the school for a dip. There was a school swimming pool. So, of course, we all did. And one thing led to another. And Simon and I ended up skinny dipping in the school pool and spending the night in one of the classrooms on a crash mat. <laughs> on a crash mat? <laughs> I hope it's like a proper crash mat and not one of those thin blue oh. <laughs> you know, mats. That would be, now, that would be all right. If you're on one of those minging blue mats, I'll tell you what, though, I'm not going to lie. Just <laughs> thinking in the morning, the kids are walking in. You're like, I need some, I need some strong year six to put the blue mats away. Mind the stains. Don't worry about that. Mind the smegma. <laughs> this romance all fizzled out quite quickly in the summer holidays as we both went on holiday separately and he ended up getting back together with his girlfriend and I moved on to. I left the school the next term and not thought about him for years until my dad got very ill and ended up in intensive care in hospital and guess who was one of the nurses who looked after him? Yes, it was Simon's girlfriend, now wife and mother of his three children. Don't know if she knows what happened between me and him, but if she did, she was very professional and looked after my dad amazingly. He's a head teacher at local school now, and I've not crossed paths with, with him professionally or privately since. I bet that school that he's head teacher at has the best crash mass. <laughs> I bet they have, you know what I mean? I bet he probably like, you don't realise how important crash mats are. Memory, <laughs> fo memory foam on the crash mats. <laughs> Well, this is the thing. Going back to that other story where that woman was washing the sheets, I didn't hear about no sterilizing of these crash mats. <laughs> the they didn't mats. give a who. I wonder if, like, there was other, you know, P equipment involved, or they got like the horse out. Yeah. <laughs> if you just lie there, I'm gonna pommel horse into you. <laughs> A little trampoline, or you know, like the uh, the what's it called? The, um, the climbing frame, the climbing frame, <laughs> bit of BM on the not BM, what is it? <laughs> not BM, bit of home bargains on the climbing frame, SM on the climbing frame. Uh, oh, it finishes with recent edit. I randomly bumped into him at the local tip one Sunday and ended up having a chat with him while we were emptying our cars. He's still with his wife. He's still a head teacher, and his children are all grown up now. It was a great summer of love, but glad it's all in the past now. 
Ah, oh, the things you do when what you're young, you, gay. What would you have done if she was bumped, bumped into him at the tip and he was dragging <laughs> a big crash mat out of his boot? Just like, for old time's sake. <laughs> <laughs> a crash oh, what mat. a great one to finish on. Oh, wonderful. Right, so guys, that brings us to the end of another episode and the end of season four of Two Mr. P's in a podcast. It has been... An unbelievable uh, year. I mean, we are, it's been tough. It's been hard. We hope this podcast has helped in some way, shape or form. We just want to take a moment to again, thank each and every one of you for all the support to listening to the episode, to pre-ordering the book, to getting your tickets for the live shows. Remember they go on sale tomorrow and just spreading the words, sharing posts in the, in the podcast group, just doing everything to support us when you voted listeners choice. It means the absolute world. We are so grateful we are so thankful um, and we will just continue to, to build and grow. It's going to be one hell of a summer. Um, you will be seeing us. We will do, I think we'll do, I think, I think we'll have some chinwags at some point. I'm sure we will do. Um, and who knows, you might hear us on other podcasts over the summer, which we'll let you know about. Um, and obviously you might see us here, there and everywhere as we are promoting the book, but please do keep sharing. You can re-listen to all the episodes, getting as many people involved to listen as well. And, um, yeah, we hope each and every one of you has a restful and well-deserved summer. Take some time, completely switch off, um, and just enjoy it. Enjoy every single minute because you truly do deserve it. And I think it's important we finish just by saying, what an incredible job each and every one of you has, has done. And I just don't think you've been told anywhere near enough how good you've been during this whole pandemic. I think teachers are the most have been the most undervalued, underappreciated profession because, you know, yes, other, other places have been, you know, the NHS has been unbelievable, but right up to the end of summer term, we've still had to deal with bubbles bursting, isolation and everything like that. It's been, it's been one tough slog. Um, fingers crossed that by the time we start season five in September, we are back to normality or as normal as it possibly can be. But yeah, please do take a moment just to realize what an absolutely phenomenal job every single one of you has done over the past year, the challenges we've faced, how we've risen to every single challenges, just to make sure we've been there for the children, providing the best possible education in the circumstances, whether that's at home or in class. You know, and you should be really, really proud of of the job, the hard work, the dedication that you've shown. So I hope in that moment here, you can take a little bit of time to just appreciate and 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 realize what an amazing job you've done. Yeah, great point. And obviously, I know, you know, we've spoke about this before. When you say teachers, you do mean all school staff. But as a Absolutely. TA myself, um, you know, to all the TAs out there, to all the office staff, the cleaners, whoever else uh, school support staff in general you know everyone's pulled together it has been a hell of a slog if when you've been in it's been like the okie and it you've been in you've been out at times you've shook it all about um but on a listen, crash mat <laughs> <laughs> but listen you you have smashed it once again that's why you are you know each and every one of you are just seriously special at what you do we hope that the podcast has helped you uh, it certainly helped us uh, when we've been struggling, uh, receiving messages from you. Genu- genuinely, every message we get, whether it just be sim- something as simple as, I'll oh, love the latest step, 
it gives you that like boost to like keep going. So I just want to say a massive thank you on behalf of me. And thank you as well, brother, because you've done very well. Yeah. No, you too. Times. No, no, it's been uh, it's been an enjoyable. No, it's I, I love it. it. It just gives me a bit of uh, an escape. I just like to have a bit of a laugh. And yeah, hopefully we've been able to do the same for so many others as well. So yeah, thank you, Adam, for keeping us company. We'll see you on the other side, guys. Have a fantastic summer. Take care of yourselves. And each other.